This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is My Mind Emporium. Welcome. Girl, I don't say Mind Emporium. This is these walls within, honey. Girl. When I tell you. It feels like I'm in a wormhole. It feels like I'm in a wormhole. But long story short, welcome to my podcast, everybody. I hope you had a very peaceful Thanksgiving. All that's considered the holiday within itself is about a massacre. And they were celebrating killing millions of Native Americans. I mean, 700 to be exact. But it's neither here nor there with me on what you do on Thanksgiving. My Thanksgiving was nice and peaceful. We had a circle of discussion um, about we had to explain to a family member about how the police's work. Because uh, he thought uh, they weren't going to do nothing to him, you know. So we had to tell him that the meat it, Meezy is so fat and greasy uh so you know we had to explain to him that you know when it's come to dealing with the police officers the meat is indeed fat and greasy but other than that it was a nice holiday there was a puppy involved and um it was nice the food is good and i'm mad that i didn't get more cake the icing on the cake was very popping okay the cake that we had the icing was popping I don't know if you homemade the cake popping, homemade the icing or something, but it was very good. The cake was good. The dressing was really good. My baby cousin made some popping ass mac and cheese. Uh, we drank. I was kind of saw uh felt some kind of way there was no sparkling water because I'm trying to wean. Well, I. I started by drinking sodas and that's not good for me, but I need to wean myself back off the sodas. Um, and my way of weaning myself off the sodas is drinking sparkling water. So, but we had some cold and the cold was cool. All right. We had some Sprite. So I'm good. You know, I didn't really overeat it, but I ate. Okay. Everything was delicious. We had an amazing discussion. We were talking about what was going on. Um, other than that, everything was good on, on, on for me. Of course, we never do Black Friday, even though one day I'm going to be broadcasting from a Black Friday just to see how it's going to go. But I have a feeling those Black Fridays are no longer going to be Black Fridays. It's just going to be Cyber Mondays. So people are still doing percentages off of merchandise. Um, Saturday was small business Saturday, but I would like to say still support your small businesses, your local businesses, businesses you know, and especially Black businesses. Um, we want to give to those smaller brands more than we give to those bigger brands because bigger brands seem to have all kinds of stuff wrong with it, honey. So, yeah. I hope y'all had a nice Thanksgiving. I hope it was a beautiful Thanksgiving. Our, we had a nice Thanksgiving. We're planning for Christmas. We're going to be doing PJs. So, Dear God, please let the weather be cool enough to where we can wear our warm and plushy PJs.
thank you in advance. Because <laughs> one year we're supposed to do ugly Christmas sweaters and it was 70 degrees on Christmas. It is like the fuck. So we just did hats. Today's topic. I want to talk about Von Dutch, but we all know I'm going to go off into a riff and talk about some things that are going on, period, poo. There's a lot of things that's been on my mind. Right now, it's about Ari Lennox, who got uh, arrested in Amsterdam for being racially profiled. Uh, my heart, uh, and I pray that she gets home safely from Amsterdam. Y'all have to understand, in those countries... Um, like we talk about the police, the fat meat is greasy with the police here too. Uh, the fat meat is definitely greasy over there in them Caucasian countries. Um, baby girl, um, I hope you get sent home immediately safe and sound. Um, I'm sorry about what happened to Ari Lennox. You know, um, I, I it, that stuff like this irritate the hell out of me. So, um, you know, she was profiled, I guess, in Amsterdam. And she a fire sign, law. You know, fire signs don't do that coon shit. They don't do that jucking and jiving and, oh, no, master, don't take me to jail kind of shit. Um, she was like, oh, bitch, you want to be this way. Okay, so um, I got words for you. Okay. So, um, y'all pray that she has a speedy and safe return home. Nobody got time for that. Nobody got time to lose our Linux during the holiday season, all right? I listened to the Christmas music. I done pulled up the Temptations. And we do not need this at all all okay um i want to also continue with my heart and my condolences go condolences go out to virgil abla i'm sorry if i said this man wrong um my heart goes out to him and his family he uh, was the CEO of Off-White. He was the first black man to be an artistic director at Louis Vuitton and the third to lead a French luxury fashion house. Um, he passed away over the weekend. He had a long battle with cancer. Um, so my heart goes out to his family. He will be missed and he has made a, he has made a mark in fashion that nobody has made before. I'm gonna be straight the I'm gonna be straight up honest with you. When it comes to the fashion brand and you are able to make it as a black person, um, as a black man, that is a beautiful thing because they don't they like taking from us, but they don't like giving us credit. And to see that he achieved something that a lot of black people have not achieved. One, you the artistic director of Louis Vuitton, and you have your own company. That is a beautiful thing. Um, so he achieved something historical for him and himself. And it's unfortunate that his life was cut short. So my heart goes out to um, Virgil's family. You will be missed. 
because you were a much needed stepping stone for a lot of black designers and a lot of black brands out here in this world. Um, so I found that to be very sad and it kind of hurt my feelings. Um, so yeah. Another story that came up, um, I'm gonna keep saying her name wrong. I don't care because this bitch is a pedophile. Um, I don't gonna be like, oh, that's not her name. I don't give a fuck. She's a fucking pedophile. She don't deserve her name to be said right. But y'all know who I'm talking about. This hoe bitch right here. Um, so I found this on the neighborhood talk and it says sources close to Gizlane. Maxwell says she prepared to take the stand, do whatever it takes to save her life amid the sex trafficking charges. Says, according to the Daily Mail, Giz Lane says she will do whatever it takes to clear her name at a trial, which begins Monday. Sources close to Maxwell says Giz Lane is absolutely prepared to take the stand. She is prepared to do whatever it takes to save her own life. She has never shielded away from the truth, and she is looking forward to her day in court. Giz Lane is not overconfident by any means, but she knows she is telling the truth. The sources continue. She has no fear about getting the witness box. Giz Lane was a longtime companion of sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. She is facing sex trafficking charges and look at her potential looking at a potential life sentence. They were partners in crime, just to let y'all know she was his home skillet biscuit with cheese on the side while he was sitting over here sex trafficking 12, 13, 14 year old little girls. Just in case you don't know, just look up Giz Lane, G-H-I-S-L-A-I-N-E, Maxwell, M-A-X-W-E-L-L. Matter of fact, I'm going to do a whole podcast on that this coming year. I'm going to take a whole week explaining to you this whole uh, Jeffrey Epstein thing. And don't be shocked if something happens to her or she go missing or something weird goes down. Because she gonna snitch on everybody. And y'all might find out that y'all favorite officials that y'all just elected in office recently might be on that list. So she gonna snitch y'all. She gonna tell everything. But my thing is, I hope she is uh, in her cell safe and sound because, you know, you snitch. They don't want you to tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help you God. Because the truth of the matter is, if you are a one percenter or if you are elected official, nine out of ten times you on that list. So I want to see how this go down. But she going to snitch on everybody. She taking the whole damn sex trafficking ring down, honey. There were 12, 13, 14-year-old boys and girls that were affected by this. Including one of the uh the including uh who also was in on it. Old Prince Andy over there with his nasty self, which they explained in the show. The crown that he's been a pedophile since he was a child himself. So, yeah. This next story is from TMZ. Um, I'm going to do a whole spill on this, but we ain't going to do it because it's holiday season. And we want to finish this year off with some good stories, some fun and some mysterious stories. But I don't want to talk about death because I want to keep the spirits high over here. 
So this is from TMZ and it says Alice Siebold, movie adaptation about her 1981 Syracuse rape has utterly fallen apart in the wake of the exoneration of the man she accused. And one of the film's stars is out too. So basically this uh, woman who wrote The Lovely Bones, anybody who's seen the movie know that movie is very disturbing. I can't imagine how fucked up the, the, the book is. But the movie Lovely Bones, she wrote the movie of Lovely Bones and then she was going to do a movie adaptation of her book about her life talking about the man who she accused of raping her, which was a black man, and he was exonerated because guess what? He didn't do it. And this is why we give you white women the nickname Karen. Now, not all white women are Karen, but Karens do this. They falsely accuse black men of sexually abusing them. Then you have a Rosewood, you have a Tulsa, a Tulsa massacre, you have all kinds of things that happen because you scream rape because a black man came to your house to fix a pipe or fix a chimney or do some worldly thing that your ass don't want to do. And then you accuse him of rape. And so he was exonerated. And because of that, the actress who was supposed to play her in the story is, is out because now she found out that this fucking privileged bitch, it was a liar. And lied on this man, and he was in jail for 30-something years. You fucking cunt. So now, her little project she was going to use to make this man feel like shizits is in shizits. This is where being a Karen goes wrong. And y'all want to know why we call you Karens? It's because you have caused the worst massacres in black history, in black neighborhoods because of this. Tulsa, Oklahoma, Rosewood, go watch the movie Rosewood. That right there would traumatize you enough to know how powerful the Karen voice is at destroying a black man's reputation when he didn't do nothing. Now this bitch is reaping what she deserved to reap. Who was the person that really raped you? Just be honest and say it was your dad or your mom or your grandpa. It's always somebody fucked up in your family and then you blame somebody black because those that's the obvious suspect, right? We can never stop blaming black men for being fucking suspects. And it's always, why you always think he's innocent? He's not innocent because he is and nine or ten times he is because y'all always suspect a black man because of, of not only... His ethnicity, not only his background, but also his financial standing in the world. So it came back and bit her in the ass, and the actress was like, What, you lied, you fucking cunt? I am a sell outie. She needs to be put in jail for lying on this man. You know, so they made all that money, and then you sit there and lied on that man like that. So yeah, that's what she gets sitting up there look like looking like Lucifer's daughter. Next story. Another story about somebody that I found on the ballersalert.com and his contributor is Pistol Wilkia. And it says carjacking suspect accidentally leaves photo of himself on the victim's phone. You dumb little shit. 
A man accused of carjacking a woman in Indiana apparently left behind a selfie on the victim's phone. WXIN reports that the suspect mistakenly took the photo when he stole the car in, in Indianapolis. The victim, Megan Whistler, was with her mother visiting a relative at an assisted living facility Monday morning while waiting in the car she was approached by the armed man. Whistler told the outlet that he came to the driver's side window and told her to scoot over. Whistler thought he wanted her to keep in the passenger seat. I don't know if he was up to something more sinister or if he wanted me to make, make a scene or not scream, but I didn't want to go anywhere with him, she said. Whistler got out the car and gave the suspect the key. He just snatched my phone out of my hand and he got in my car. I literally just watched him and she continued. Authority, authorities tracked the woman's phone to a location that was 15 minutes away. Complex reported she believed the suspect threw her phone out the window because she was pinging it. She also think that while he was grabbing the phone, it accidentally took a selfie. Whistler said, I looked and I was like, oh my God, that's the person. She continued. She considered my, I consider myself very lucky that I made it away, away with my life and everything that he took was replaceable. Who's to say the next time he does this, it's not the same outcome. Yeah, girl. And you got his ugly face. Stupid ass, bitch ass nigga. Uh, stupid. So, um, Kanye West did a Thanksgiving prayer and had a Sunday service. And, uh, basically he want his family together. He wants to bring his family together. Um, I found this on Instagram site contributor is Shady Porter. It says Kanye admitted he has issues with alcohol and anger in Thanksgiving prayer. He spent Thanksgiving taking a good hard look at himself and admitting to his shortcoming and fault. The rapper posted a prayer on Instagram explaining he regret his drinking and anger problems. For the sermon, he speaks for five minutes while the Sunday service choir serve as background vocals. The speech with the heartfelt, heartfelt and it shows a man who is remorseful and wants to be forgiven. West touched on a few major points, two of them being his alcohol use and his issue with controlling his anger. I would drink to take away the stress and knock off the edge. Drinks affects my health and the health of people around me because I already had a hair trigger temper and this is just heightening it, he explained. Temper. Now, I know of y'all would ever picture this, but sometimes I scream and that screaming might never have helped me tell, tell, um, help me tell off everyone who got me in music, but that screaming did not help me keep my family together, Kanye says. And said, do you think this may help his case with Kim? I say you need to throw the bitch away, but okay, go, whatever. If you want to be with her, if you love her, I love her for you. Uh, but to me, the whole family is trash. Um, But I feel like... And where's the Kevin Samuels? And I'm not trying to be funny. Kanye, you need therapy. Um, you have had a spiraling down, uh, situation since your mother has passed. And I don't think you have been healthily dealing with that. And I don't think Kim is there to help. Kim is there to be famous and to make money. Like she's with this white guy that look like he stink right now. And he does like he stinks. Y'all can kiss my ass. P. 
Pete Davidson like he stink. And I know he stink because he like he stink. Even a drunk Kanye West smells better than Pete Davidson. But if she chooses to be with trash, you let trash go. You just worry about raising your kids and getting help and getting therapy. That's what you need to do. But if, but you know, I don't think you need to worry about getting your family back together. Now, another thing that popped off during the holiday week um, was that uh, there was news about Old Spice. They, they're calling out the obvious. I'm going to be straight up honest with you. I have been allergic to basic deodorant for a very long time. Um, to the point to where I have to use this stuff from Avon. And even now the Avon stuff. <coughs> I take it back. I can stand the Avon stuff. The Avon stuff is not bad. But the Avon stuff, it still messes with my sinuses. But I've had the worst reaction to deodorant ever since I hit puberty, okay? I used to use my great-grandmother's Tuffy. Not my Tuff. Was it Tuffy? Tuff? Tuffy? Tussy. Tussy. And that tore my armpits up. I used to try to use Secret, and Secret tore my armpits up. And so I found this brand by Avon that is used for deodorant. I've been using it. I only use it when I go places. I don't wear it when I'm in the house. Um, because I want to be careful how much chemicals I put. Because a lot of times that can cause like nodules and stuff on your breasts. Um, bras too. So I have, I don't wear bras like that neither. Unless I'm going somewhere to look sexy for someone, you know. But, um... They found out, this is from Baller Alert, and a contributor is Raquel Harris, and it says certain Old Spice and Secret deodorant, see, I tell y'all secret, products are being recalled over cancer-causing chemicals, which is aluminum. They put aluminum in these uh, materials, okay? And it's to stop you from, it's stopped from what you naturally do, which is natural perspiration. It's not good if you use anything that stops you from doing what your body naturally do, which is perspire. So I'm going to go ahead and read this. And it says, last week, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration published a notice at the Procter & Gamble company issued a recall on more than half a dozen aerosol deodorant sprays made by Old Spice and Secret. The FDA shared that recall comes as the product shows that it could contain benzene, a cancer-causing agent, CNN's business report. The recall noticed that, notice says that the product will more likely not result in people experiencing health issues with the amount of benzene level in specific products. Procter & Gamble Company went on to say that they have been no reports of adverse events. However, the company is going to issue recalls just to be safe as a possibility. Exposure to benzene can occur by inhalation orally and through the skin. It can result in cancers, including leukemia and blood cancers of the bone marrow and blood disorders, which can be life-threatening. So, yeah, y'all be careful. And there are some small businesses that have natural deodorants that you can use. Um, so, I don't know them, but when I find them, I will post them. Um...
know him, but his name is Steven Sondheim. He's a famous for his songwriting and music composition. He passed away um, over the weekend. And the reason why I put his name out there because, um, you know, he's a songwriter and I have so much respect for songwriters. They are the maker of the song. So um, my hearts and thoughts go out to his family. Also, and I found this on TMZ as well, um, Thomas Wells, he was famous for singing on a tons of talent show competitions such as X Factor. He passed away as well. So my thoughts and prayers goes out to his family as well. I don't know. It seemed like an immemorial for a small period of time, but you know, it is what it is. Um, I found this to be intriguing and this happened over the weekend. Y'all know how I feel about UFOs and aliens. Okay. It says this is from ballalert.com. This computer is Aaron Boogie. It says Department of Defense announced UFO task force. That UFO task force has been there, okay, for, like, since Roswell, y'all. Come on. Um, It says, Department of Defense announced a UFO task force to investigate unidentified flying objects in restricted airspace and determine whether or not they pose a threat. Deputy Defense Secretary Kathleen Hitz announced the Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group on Tuesday. That's a mouthful. Jesus. <sighs> The group will, will to access as an appropriate and mitigate mitigate any associate, associated threats to safety of flights and national security. The new task force will succeed the Navy Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force, which was created in August of 2020. Congress approved a budget for a report about unidentified vehicle restricted in December as a part of the coronavirus relief bill. The group formation follows the June 2021 reports involving UAP. Only one of 144 UAP cases was identified since 2004. Some involve, uh, some involve unexplained objects that travel at unusual speed and flight patterns suggesting advanced technology. Nearly all incidents investigated, investigated remains unexplained but the department did not find any evidence that came from space. And while their origins remain unknown, they are authentic. Encouraged by an airborne object into our SUA post safety of flights and operations security concerns and may pose na national security challenges. The department said in a statement, DOD takes report of incursions by an airborne object identified or unidentified very seriously and investigates each other. The task force will roll out more details in the coming weeks. Spoiler alert, they have already been here. They've been here for thousands of years. Look at the hieroglyphics on the wall of the pyramids in Egypt. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. <laughs> the aliens been here for millenniums, okay? All right, come on. Nobody's stupid. Just in case you guys know, all three of the suspects in the Omar Omre case have been found guilty. Thank God these douchebags are going to jail. Um, but also this happened, and I found this on a neighborhood talk. It says, ex-prosecutor charging Omar Omre's case for allegedly discouraging police from making arrests in connection with Omre's death. 
book same day his three attackers were found guilty you fucking bitch um it says according to the daily mail jackie johnson 49 years old looks like she's 60 um a former brunswick judicial circuit district attorney was booked into glenn county jail after she turned her little ass in Okay. Her little disgraced tail. <laughs> Neighborhood told me tripping. Is accused of discouraging authorities from making arrests in connection with Ahmad's death. Jail records show she was she. she jail records show she was released on her own recognition. Meaning she did not have to pay the $10,000 cash bond. She was indicted by a grand jury last week and hit with a felony charge for violating her oath of office and a misdemeanor for obstructing police work. She had adamantly died during uh, any, adamantly denied, sorry, the, the bitch is still alive, doing any wrongdoing and said she withdrew her office from the case because one of all my attackers, Greg McMichael, was an employee of hers. Y'all do know that this is in the same county that they found uh, Kendrick Johnson's body in, Brunswick, Georgia. How many dirty things you have done, you piece of shit? I say put her in front of her squadron squad. You will not be missed, girl. You need to put your butt in jail. By the way, I want to talk about this. We found out a cash doll is actually 32, girl. <laughs> that concludes the news I want to talk about. But there's some other stuff I want to talk about. So this podcast is kind of going to be like a hot topic all this whole time. Then we're going to talk about some things I've been watching. So... I want to talk a little bit about some things that I've been talking about. Cash Doll had me wishing like I was 25. I'm like, you know, I'm 31 and I look 19 and she over here wants to lie. And I know I'm 31 and look 19, but my hands look 31. Okay. I'm going to call a spade a spade. My hands look 31. There's nothing to hide. My hands look 31. Um... And I realized that. I was like, oh my God, my hands look old. There have been things going on and have piqued my interest. Um, I want to talk about this one thing that has happened. So I'm kind of going to continue this whole hot topic thing. Or this whole topic thing. I want to talk about. I was watching my favorite YouTuber. My favorite YouTuber. One of my favorite YouTubers. Okay. I like. I watch Sean Davyway. I watch Lovely T. I watch. Um, I like watching Kendall Ray. And I love Bailey Starian. So. I was watching Lovely T. And she was talking about the island boys. You know these uh, dudes who look white but are really what well, they said they're Cuban 
but they white. Uh, they look white, okay? Point blank, period. If I see them walking down the street, I will run because they look scary to me, okay? So, she showed a video where one of the, because they're twins, they're but ugly twins. Said that they sold their soul to the devil. Mm-hmm. Y'all think that's funny. Y'all ain't gonna be happy until the devil actually come in and eat your ass alive. Because y'all play too much. Um, so he said he sold his soul to the devil. He couldn't explain how he sold his soul to the devil. He couldn't he couldn't explain what happened when he sold his soul to the devil. He couldn't explain what went down. He just, you know, said, Yeah, we sold our soul to the devil. They ended up getting a fashion over men deal. And they went to a club. They obviously did sell their souls to the devil. They were able to go to this club and perform. Because they're whack as shit. So they got to perform at Club Live. Okay? One of the clubs that I would love to bartend at. They got to perform at Club Live. So clearly they, in Miami, they clearly did sell their souls to the devil. Because... First and foremost, they're performing and they have no beat, no beat to the song they're doing. Okay. It's like, okay, let's just say this. This is what happened with them. Um, let's just say me and my cousins went in the pool and we were just singing a song that we made up together. Okay. So now they gone viral. Okay. You would think with them going viral, they would have got some studio time and made some music. They don't have any music. They're just doing their song the way they did when you first found them in the pool together. This is where I say the entertainment industry has officially became trash and I blame the Kartrashians. First and foremost, you don't even have beat. You don't have a production of the song. You're just doing it live, okay? Which is nothing wrong with making up something live, but it only works with people who are talented, all right? There's only a few people on this earth, well, not a few people, there are some people on this earth that can perform without music, or they can go live and make up a song, okay? Alicia Keys did it with Unbreakable. Unbreakable wasn't even a mastered track. She just did it live on Unplugged, but Alicia Keys is a talented musician who can do that. I'm pretty sure Prince, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, anybody with talent could do a live performance of a song that they just created off the top of their head. But these guys suck. Just like all eight of them people that ran Von Dutch. <laughs> Which we're going to be talking about Von Dutch later, honey. Because I can't get through the documentary. Because I am trying to figure out the gangster of it all, okay? This was the stereotype of what people think black people do. When it was really white people and two Asian guys that was accepted by the white community. Did. But we're going to continue talking about these trash boys. So, they have become viral. They got them a fashion men over deal. 
And they're repeating the same thing over and over in the song, telling you guys that they're island boys, which technically they are if they're Cuban. Okay, first and foremost, I would like to ask this question. When, who invested in them and why you didn't invest in 21-year-old Tiffany? 21-year-old Tiffany is more talented in her pinky finger than these island boys. Help me help you. And two, clearly somebody sold their soul to some form of devil, uh, somebody worshiping a Pegasus running around here. Something is not right. I am so sick and tired of people playing in talented people's face, i.e. me. I'm over this. These guys are jokes. Whoever is, what the hell is going on? Sound like somebody outside fighting a car door. Um, unless they're mad at me dro dropping on the island boys, and if somebody around here is Cuban and is offended, I'm sorry. Um, I know Cuba can produce better talent. Let's be straight up honest. All right, Celia Cruz. Anyway, um, by the way, she's black too. Um, these island boys. Are a prime example of somebody sitting up here and say, look, I can make trash into famous trash. It's about all who you know is not what you know. And this irks me because I know four talented guys uh, who we all love that have more talent than these guys right here. And it's not about them getting together, but they don't get the flowers that they deserve. And let's not talk about the lead singer of this group, who is a very talented man. I mean, he has not showed you his range of how talented he is. He just showed you how talented he is as a dancer. Get him on a keyboard and see what he can create. The one with the locks that has a fine-ass brother that I'm beefing with and got kicked off the baby day list along with his bandmate. They got kicked off the baby day list as well. And then didn't want to answer or DM me until I said something about him looking like a pastor or some weird shit I said. I said something smart-ass, okay? Then he answered me, and I'm like, it speaks. All those guys are more talented than these two bitch-ass niggas from the islands. <laughs> you can't say we did not grow up with talented artists back in my day now i worry for the future because y'all just put money behind trash and tell me it's not trash i don't think so but they said they got booed at live nobody's gonna book them all right nobody's gonna deal with them all right they better sit up there and do a video pranking each other <laughs> That demonic looking cells with all them horns on their head. But to the entertainment industry, you are trash. And you need to invest more into people 
who are talented, like them four brothers that y'all found back in the day that can't get it together because they're traumatized by some screwed up mess that happened to them. We're not going to give you the details of the story, but just type in uh, the member Rasby, um, tells the story. You're going to find bits and pieces of the video of him telling the God's honest truth about what happened. But anyway, this is what y'all investing in. We should throw the whole industry away. I know about five people that I went to church with that are more talented than these little crackhead looking species. All right. Another thing I want to talk about. We'll keep it moving. Because there's a lot I want to address. Because the last thing I'm going to address is going to be uh, the trash that created Von Dutch. <laughs> All I got to say is y'all are worse than black people. <laughs> y'all think black people are trash. We ain't. It's the people that sit up there and made a multi-million dollar brand that is trash. All right. So I found this on TMZ and this saddened me. Y'all don't think fat meat is greasy in North Korea. You know, so what happened was it says North Korea, North Korea sentenced to death by firing squad after student caught watching smuggled copy of Squid Games. Let me talk about that. Let me do a spill on that. You want to know why it's illegal in North Korea to watch Squid Games? First and foremost, it was a smuggled copy. Why? And the reason North Koreans probably can't watch Squid Games because it's come from a South Korean. South Korea. Okay? One. And they probably feel like South Korea is corrupted by um, Americans. But long story short... When you think about how they roll in North Korea, what does Squid Game remind you of? They, they, he, he was murdered by a firing squad, which I mean, low key, don't they do that in the TV show Squid Games? And no, I'm not going to watch the show because I don't want to be traumatized anymore. I am tired of trauma being traumatized and I'm tired of trauma bonding. I am over trauma. Okay, I don't like trauma. And I will not watch the show, even though people in my family have watched it. And that was one of the conversations. Another conversation was about the show You. I will watch it. But if I am traumatized by the first episode, I'm not watching the rest. <laughs> but I... I was trying to try to buy Hunger Games. Okay. The Hunger Games bothered the hell out of me. Um, And I heard Squid Games was worse. Okay. I don't see how you can corrupt a kid game, red light, green light. But the Squid Games did that. 
maybe the reason this happened in North Korea is because the Squid Game is based off the North Korean government. I don't think it's a coincidence that this poor student was murdered. I found it to be a very small thing to murder someone over. But if you feel like a TV show is based off your government, of course you're going to murder someone who has a copy of a movie that is based off how the government is ran. Because let's be honest, North Korea tried to beautify trauma and murder. And that's what the Squid Games do. It beautifies trauma and murder. You know, you come in the game, you think it's just a game, and next thing you know, there's a laser pointing out some doll's eye. Red light, green light! I don't know if I talked about this. This happened um, seven days ago, so I'm thinking it's a week. So did I talk about... Uh, Malcolm X's daughter, Malika Shabazz, found dead. Did I talk about that? Y'all do know they exonerated the two men they said murdered her father. But they were not, they were, they, they're being exonerated, but they were not released. But she died a day after it was announced that they were going to be exonerated for the death of her father. Somebody is playing in somebody's face. <laughs> if you ask me. Especially the Shabazz family face. Because there was a situation not too long ago. Where um, his grandson. You know the one that was the cause of the death of um, his wife Betty Shabazz. His grandson, I think, was in Cuba and they caught him or something like that. There was a situation. It was not too long ago. It was, before, Of course, it was before the pandemic. Um, but his son, his grandson, was caught in Cuba. They put him in jail for something. And now, all of a sudden, his daughter, Malika Shabazz, is gone. After you exonerate the two men that were suspected of killing Malcolm X himself. You can't make stuff up like this. I always say this. Um, fact is stranger than fiction. My heart goes out to the Shabazz family. I heard she, I know she has a daughter. And I hope um, they're able to get the answer that they deserve. But this is not a coincidence. What did she know and why did she have to be murdered? And it was days before Thanksgiving. What is going on here? You exonerate the men who were accused of killing her father and now she is gone. 
there needs to be answers to this. And I don't think that this is a coincidence. I don't think that this is um That's no such thing as coincidence anymore. Okay, the older I get, the more I realize they're not coincidence. These are not accidents. These are things that happen and they have this reason for happening. But why did it happen? And who made sure that it happened? That's my question for this whole situation. Um, so it's very unfortunate that people are still going after um civil rights leaders, children. But Malcolm X was the strongest of them all. Because he was the one that exposed Elijah Muhammad. So what do they know about Elijah Muhammad? And does this go all the way back to Elijah Muhammad? That's the question. The final topic I want to talk about, y'all. I've been struggling struggling to get through this documentary because I'm trying to figure out how everybody was stupid as hell in this whole situation. Um, But once again, um, I'm just starting out as a person who wants to have a business. And when I do start my business online, um, maybe, I, I mean, I don't think I will see it like that because once again, I don't have plans on dealing with a drug dealer. But I have to break this down, okay? Y'all know I have to break this down. I have to talk about this. Matter of fact, let me go get my notebook because I wrote about it in the beginning of this. In my notebook, I talked about it and I was like, first and foremost, you don't ever get a drug dealer to invest in nothing, okay? Because you cannot take the hood out of a hood nigga, okay? You can't do that. So I started watching the documentary because... um. I wasn't a Von Dutch fan. I was more of a Dickies girl. I like Dickies, but I mainly wanted to invest my whole mom's paycheck into Burberry skirt. I wanted a Burberry skirt because I want to match B2K in the Gots to Be video. Okay, I thought I was a fifth member of B2K. I still, for some strange reason, do. Um... And I wanted baby fat. I wanted baby fat. I definitely want House of Darion because I was a Beyonce fan. Um, but I wasn't really into Von Dutch. Von Dutch. Um, I know Paris Hilton and them wore them because they had on their hats. And when I saw the brand... I don't know why I always thought Von Dutch and Ed Hardy were the same brand. But I did wear, I remember Ed Hardy. Ed Hardy was based off of uh, the tattoo artist paintings or drawings. And Von Dutch was based off the artist 
Let me look it up, girl, because I wrote it down so well. It was based off of artists as well. So it was an explosion of getting popular paintings, um, uh, popular art, and putting it on merchandise. Which I'm going to suggest to somebody I know who's an amazing artist to me. Uh, Carolita uh, Chester McGuire Benton. I'm just saying, put your artwork on shirts, girl. That within itself is a business. If you are an artist, I suggest you put your art on shirts and you can make money. Because that's what people did. It was based off of... Kenneth Howard, he was a house hot ride legend because he used to draw the significant paintings on hot rods and motorcycles. Like, you know. So, Ed Boswell got the license to use Kenneth Howard's stuff. And he was, Kenneth Howard is the original Von Dutch, okay? He was the one that had all these emblems. So all the emblems and paintings and stuff you see that looks like Von Dutch, that is Kenneth Howard's painting and legacy. So apparently Ed Boswell had the license to use Von Dutch on everything which is Kenneth Howard. Kenneth Howard is Von Dutch and Edward Boswell, Ed Boswell had the license to Von Dutch. Okay. So that's part of the whole story. But it's not until... Bobby Vine and Mike Castile get into it. That is when things get real good. So we're going to talk about Von Dutch. I'm going to talk about me. I can't get through the third part. I watched majority of the documentary, but I couldn't get through it because it pissed me off with how ghetto this was. This was very ghetto. Like this is the stereotype people think black people are about. When it was really white, uh, European, and Asian guys that screwed this up. So I want to talk about this Von Dutch situation. And I hope it, it's a wise tale to anybody that goes into business with anyone about this. Okay, I'm going to tell y'all about Von Dutch and what happened. And this is going to be the week where we talk about fashion brands that go downhill. Even though tomorrow we're going to be talking about the Wisconsin school system and what they're doing with the Wisconsin school system and not being cheering. But today we're going to start off with Von Dutch. So sit back and relax. Get you some popcorn. Get you a drink. Get you some chips, some hummus and dip. We're going to mainly talk about Von Dutch and how everybody made it trash.
I already told y'all I wasn't really a Von Dutch fan. Um, well, I know it was a clip where I saw the purse, but I'm pretty sure that was one of those things my mom showed me how much it cost and was basically was like, yeah, you're not getting that because it's expensive. <laughs> So I kind of told y'all in the beginning how it all started. I told you the Ed Boswell part of the situation. Um, so what happened was Bobby Vaughn was a surfer dude. Okay. He was a surfer dude. He was riding those waves. You know, he was this very good looking brown skinned Asian guy. Ooh, the pictures they have of him when he was younger, he was so sexy. Bobby, you a good-looking guy. Mm, 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 mm. Anyway, he he was a surfer dude. And one day, he see this biker club called the Bronze Age. The Bronze Age was ran by Mike Castile, who was a drug dealer. Now, this is where the story turns to shit. <laughs> no, the story doesn't turn to shit right here, but they had this little thing where um, Bobby liked Bronze Age emblem. He liked how they look. So he went to Mike and he told Mike Cassiel, hey, you know, I like your brand. Can I build like a whole store or, or store or whatever after your brand? And Mike's like, yeah, just as long as I get a percentage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Bobby opens up a t-shirt shop on the beach that had the Bronze Age emblem on it, which was the Bikers Club. So everybody liked the Bikers Club because it was edgy, it was street, it was hardcore. You know, everybody wants to seem like they're hard, you know, when they're not. So everybody loved, you know, this brand. You know, they were buying into this brand they liked it. And, and the crazy part is this was kind of peaking. Um, this was kind of helping Mike because Mike had just got out of jail. Well, well, no, he hadn't got out of jail because he ended up going to jail. I think a shooting went down or something like that. We're just talking about the brand. I ain't going to talk about the other extracurricular activity that was going on because it seemed like everybody got shot. And at the end of the day, Mike Castillo knew somebody that knew Pablo Escobar. And I think it was Pablo Escobar's son that threatened the Vonnie. And his name Vonnie or Tawny. This European guy that ended up having the Von Dutch brand to himself. And... Basically, you know, Pablo Escobar grandson said, we'll kill you. It's our brand. Anyway, I'm fast forwarding a little bit too fast in this. We're going to start off with the beginning of this, which is Bobby, Mike, and Ed Boswell. Now, Bob, well, Mike Cassiel, Bobby Vaughn, and Ed, Pas Pas oh, Ed Boswell. Uh, so... Um, and Mike Cassio, that's what I mean. So he's like, okay, so that he makes money off of shirts 
with the Bronze Age emblem. Keep in mind, this was a biker's club. These were drug dealers. But Mike Castile wanted to be into fashion. He wanted to really do some fashion. He, he was like, you know, yeah, he was a drug dealer, but he really had an eye for fashion. He really wanted to work with fashion. So they were doing very well with that. Making money, enjoying themselves, having fun, all that, all that. This was just locally, okay, with the Bronze Age. So then they go to this show, like a showcase. They're this white guy, and he's selling, like, I forgot what those things are, but they're like little patches. He's selling Von Dutch Passage, okay, because he had the license to the Von Dutch name. You know, he somehow got it from the daughters, probably dated one or he was married to one or they trusted him with the brand because, you know, he wanted to because you can tell by with Ed that he wanted to respect Von Dutch's legacy. Which is Kenneth Howard. Okay. So. They see him selling Von Dutch patches and they're like, hey, you can put these on clothes and stuff. And he was like, okay. So Bobby, Ed, and Mike get together and introduce <coughs> Von Dutch. They get together and they start building a brand off of Von Dutch. With them, <coughs> excuse me, with them it was only, it was, I think, t-shirts and stuff. I think it was only t-shirts. So they were walking around selling t-shirt to have one Dutch on them. Okay. Bobby had gotten to the point to where he got Tommy, Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson to wear Von Dutch. And um he was even in uh Tommy Lee's episode of Cribs. So He was really able to um, go far with Von Dutch. So when they started doing showcases and they started putting Von Dutch out there, they decided to take the name Von Dutch and got rid of Ed Boswell. I guess they got the license to use Von Dutch out of Ed Boswell. So Bobby and Mike go on and do it. And then they needed some more investors, which was Vonnie. Was it Vonnie or Tawny? I don't know. This European douchebag. It got him to invest in Von Dutch. He at first was losing money because he was listening to Mike. Okay. So just Mike and Vonnie at first. 
and it was Tawny. What was that dude's name? He was very tall, good looking, still good looking. White dude. I know it was all about his name. They kept calling him Lonnie or something. I don't know. Lonnie, Tawny, that guy. Um, they took the brand from Bobby. Okay. At the time, Bobby was going through some things because I think his friend or his brother, he considered this guy his brother was getting out of jail. Right? So he was going through some things with dealing with his brother and dealing with the emotional distress. And then on top of that, he had a child and his baby mama was a mess head. Which... For a mess head, she looked great now. <laughs> she looks amazing. But his baby mama, who's a mess head, so happens to also have money. So there was also somebody else who in, who invested in Von Dutch. So they get this white guy who is semi-famous, who has money to invest in Von Dutch. And he does everything Mike asks him to do, and it doesn't work until they decide to put Von Dutch on trucker hats. Okay? And this is where it gets big, and then Mike's ass get kicked out. <laughs> Keep in mind, Mike is a drug dealer. Okay? So, Bonnie and some other white dude uh, don't know his name. They become the faces of Von Dutch. And then they made Von Dutch the brand that it became in the early 2000s. Big Paris and Nicole Richie wearing them. Whitney Houston shooting the scene on her reality show in Von Dutch. They got this guy who had a rich brother who was over 310. Y'all know what 310 is. Okay, they do custom cars, honey. He was into it. He was a fashion icon. He was into it. They got all these famous people to get into Von Dutch. And next thing you know, what was just an $18 hat or a $16 shirt, the whole brand became something that was where they showed this whole outfit that was Von Dutch out, it was a thousand dollars just to wear Von Dutch. Okay, all right. So, Vonnie, Tawny, Lonnie I don't know what his name is. This guy and the other white guy they're sitting high, everything's great. Von Dutch is the best, you know, everybody's doing their things. Meanwhile, Bobby's going through his little thing with one of his brothers. And his brother's mad because he's like, you know, we helped you build this brand and stuff like that. You know, we're losing money. We ain't getting money from this or nothing like that. And then, um, you know, of course, Mike is mad. But, you know, we'll figure out the end. So they're riding high. All these celebrities talking about Von Dutch. Von Dutch is featured everywhere. It's just the biggest brand ever. It it is great and everything's riding high until Mike had a conversation 
with one of the Escobar boys and said, hey, you know, they stole my brand. Apparently, they owe Mike a favor. So, one of the Escobar boys came to Mike's house and tried to kill him. Mike, not Mike, went to Bobby's house and tried to kill Bobby. Because Mike was the one that kind of talked to them about this. Right? So, they went to Bobby's house and Bobby gets into a fight with his brother, Mike. Or was it just Mike? Well, so, I don't know. There was two Mikes in this, okay? So, they get into a fight. He was trying to steal uh, Bobby's girlfriend's diamond ring because he was dating this um, hot playboy model who had a diamond ring on her finger and he was trying to steal it from her they get into a fight bobby goes home and he's attacked by one of s pablo escobar boys in the same sense lonnie tawny vani and the other white dude uh get attacked by one of pablo escobar's people too he comes in he gives him five hundred thousand dollars and he says hey uh you need to get this brand back to the person you took it from. Don't ask me, did Ed Boswell get paid for this? Obviously, he didn't. Because he know he couldn't sit up there and fight a bunch of gangsters. I mean, you know, you're dealing with Mike Cassiel. And Mike Cassiel obviously had pulled. So far today it was Pablo Escobar man. So obviously this turns into trash. And Von Dutch is no longer cool anymore. Now I didn't watch the remaining last part. I'm just talking to you about how the business part became sketchy. This goes along the fact of you can't bring everybody in on the business, okay? When it first started, it was just Bobby and Mike. And, of course, they use Ed Boswell. But Ed Boswell is not going to sit up there and fight a bunch of gangsters. He wanted his life. He wants to live his life. But it started with two guys and it ended up becoming a thing to where it got to somebody else and they made millions and millions of dollars off of it. And, of course, it was handled the wrong way. It's a cautionary tale to anybody out there that is trying to do a brand, trying to do a deal. You can't involve everybody in your business. And I found it to be very interesting because nobody in this whole situation was black. But they were trash. They were very much trash. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I want to talk about the Wisconsin school system real quick about what they said about not feeding your children. People ain't shit. That's all I have to say. Um, And of course, I'm going to be talking to y'all about Patrizia Reggiano. Reggiani. 
the one who murdered Gucci. No, House of Gucci is out, and I did my research on her girl. These brands have very deadly things happen to them. Y'all be careful who y'all get into business with. I know a lot of people want to start businesses and start a t-shirt line or a brand or something like that. But be careful who you involve in your business. Try to keep people, keep your, keep your circle small, very small. And be careful who got the license to it. That's why I learned from this whole Von Dutch thing. Von Dutch could still, I'm going to be sure you're honest. People do bring back or do, have been wearing Von Dutch. You know, because y'all been feeling like early 2000 nostalgia. Like I'm feeling about rhinestoning my Celtics jersey dress that I wore to a screen tour one day. Um, even with baby fat, and I have a baby fat jacket. I have a baby fat jacket, and I'm pretty sure I still have my dicky skirt. That's the only reason they brought up Von Dutch. Because y'all were feeling nostalgic all the time. Y'all always feeling nostalgic. But you got to know the history to know why people stop wearing Von Dutch. But I was here to tell you about the business part because to me, it's very intriguing how business can get messed up because everybody is crusty the clown. So thank you guys for listening to my podcast. This is Lady Tiffany Ma and these walls are thin. Be careful who you do business with because they might have a deadly plan for you. I'm like a sell outie.